Welcome to Business Brief, Missouri Business Alert's podcast focused on the business news and issues shaping the state. In this episode, we'll hear from a St. Louis musician turned entrepreneur. Then, we'll dive into the lack of healthcare options for rural Missourians. My name is Siggy Reese, and I'm joined by my co-host, Teddy Mayorka. Teddy, how are you doing this week? Siggy, I am doing well. I uh, I have to say I'm really looking forward to the border war between Missouri and Kansas and basketball coming back to Columbia for the first time in a decade. So that will surely be exciting. I know. I cannot wait to see how the Tigers fare against the Jayhawks this weekend. It's certainly going to be interesting. Me too. We'll get to that later in the show as well, so make sure you stick around. Are you ready to get into this week's headlines? Absolutely. Why don't you start us off? Let's do it. Missouri lawmakers are pre-filing bills for the legislative session that starts next month. One of the most prominent pieces of legislation includes a bill that would legalize sports betting, as well as gas station lottery machines. This comes after sports betting became legal in Kansas in September. Other bills filed for the session would ban the acquisition of farmland by foreign entities, extend postnatal health care coverage, and limit access to birth control. Starting Thursday, possession of recreational marijuana is legal in Missouri. Missourians over 21 are now allowed to legally possess up to three ounces of cannabis. Additionally, Missourians convicted of marijuana-related offenses who will not receive automatic record expungement can petition the courts to have their records expunged. Missouri courts have six months to remove misdemeanor charges from records and a year to remove felony charges that are no longer illegal under the new amendment. Businesses are now able to apply for recreational licenses as well. And the U.S. economy added over 250,000 jobs in November. This number defied economists' predictions of 200,000 jobs added. The unemployment rate did not see a change, continuing at 3.7 percent. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell says more rate hikes are likely on the way, but could decrease in intensity as soon as this month. The Fed will meet next week to set interest rates. After Congress and President Joe Biden approved a railroad labor deal last week, labor unions are signaling the possibility of a major worker exit from the industry. This is mainly because the deal approved does not provide any paid sick days. Workers also argue the deal includes a harsh attendance policy and demanding schedules. If this exodus were to occur, it would impact orders of goods such as fuel and food, as well as the supply chain. And finally, Missouri regulators approved a rate hike for Spire gas customers. Spire, Missouri will see a nearly $80 million revenue increase, and around $32 million will come from customers in eastern Missouri. The average residential eastern Missouri Spire customer will see a monthly increase of nearly 3.5%. For Spire customers in western Missouri, the average bill will now be around $4.75 a month. Our next story might make you hungry. I'm always up for food stories. What do you got? Well, first, I have a question for you. What do Alternative Rock and the official hot dog of St. Louis have in common? I have to be honest, I have absolutely no idea. Steve Ewing, the lead singer of St. Louis band The Urge and founder of Steve's Hot Dogs, of course. Ah, of course. How could I have missed that one? I'll forgive you. After building a successful music career with The Urge, Ewing has grown a hot dog business from a small cart to a St. Louis icon, earning a declaration from the city as its official hot dog. Missouri Business Alert reporter Emily Hood talked to Ewing about the legacy of the business in the city. Here's that story. Friday afternoon at Steve's Hot Dogs on South Grand in St. Louis, music is bumping throughout the red walls of the building. 
Music is a huge part of the restaurant, which sports a digital jukebox to the right of its door and regularly hosts karaoke nights. The influence stems from Steve Ewing, the restaurant's founder and lead singer of St. Louis band The Urge. Memorabilia from his music career hangs on the walls, and Steve says fans often stop in to talk about his career. We have a lot of a lot of the customers are old fans and stuff, so we do a lot of that. Um, hang out, talk about old times and some of the concerts that they've been to, so it's pretty cool. After creating a music legacy in St. Louis, Ewing set his sights on hot dogs. His business has grown from a street cart into a local icon on South Grand. He recently opened a second location at the city's new Major League Soccer Stadium, and his hot dogs earned a declaration from the city as its official frank. Now we can get people to come in from, you know, all over the area and out of town and say, oh, I've had a St. Louis style hot dog. Steve's hot dog started as a street cart in 2008. Ewing was performing with another band called Steve Ewing Banded Duo and wanted to find a business he could work on during the day. Fans of his music came to visit his new business venture, he said during a phone interview. Well, at that point, they get to come face-to-face with you know, a musician that they're fans of, and they get to actually talk and have conversations, hang out, ask questions. Um, so that part was actually cool. So it's almost like I'm selling food but still promoting myself. He eventually opened up two locations, one on the Hill in 2011, which has since closed, and another in the Tower Grove East neighborhood in 2014. He briefly closed the business in February 2020 before reopening a month later with two new business partners, Danny and Marcus Eichenhorst. He eventually moved to the South Grand location in 2021. Jackie Egan has been working for Ewing as a bartender for about six months. She says she started working at the restaurant because of the welcoming atmosphere Ewing has created. Steve's great. He's, uh, I mean, he's high energy. He's always got a smile on his face. As he built his business, Ewing said he noticed other cities, like Chicago and New York, had their own style of hot dog. He wanted to create one that was synonymous with St. Louis. So he collaborated with Chef Joseph Siebel to come up with the St. Louis-style hot dog. St. Louis-style dog. It's got the provolone cheese in the bottom of it, the dog, grilled bell peppers, grilled onion, banana peppers, chopped bacon, and our smoky pepper mustard. In June of this year, the city officially declared the St. Louis-style hot dog as the official dog of the city, just in time for it to be sold at the new city park location. Customers like Manny Menendez visited the South Grand location and tried the St. Louis-style Frank for the first time after seeing coverage of the new MLS stadium site and its first game on Wednesday, November 16th. Menendez said the success of the recipe and the restaurant is understandable. You know, hot dogs are almost synonymous with professional sports. And if... And to know that they're not just putting a regular hot dog in there, you know, that you're going to have these, like, gourmet, fancy hot dogs that takes, you know, it's going to... And he was talking to us earlier. He sold a lot of hot dogs on Wednesday. (laughs) And it's not surprising. But Ewing's hopes for hot dogs extend even further. He wants to expand into St. Louis County. He said he spent decades building the urge into a staple of the city, and he hopes that Steve's hot dogs can have the same reach. That was my my vision out of the box. Is I wanted, you know, Steve's hot dogs to be as much of a household name as Tetris is or Emos. You know what I mean? For our next story, we take a look at the loss of hospitals in rural Missouri. Audrain Community Hospital in Mexico shuttered in September, jeopardizing healthcare access for thousands in mid-Missouri. And this is a continuation of a trend, right? That's correct. Ten rural hospitals have been shuttered over the past decade. KBIA reporter Sebastian Martinez-Valdivia has the story. 
In the waiting room of the Boone Health Primary Care Clinic on Medical Park Street in Mexico, patients are greeted by the sound of a half dozen finches in a cage in the corner. The birds belong to Dr. Peggy Bargenbrook, who alongside Dr. Michael Quinlan has served the Mexico community for decades. That looked like it might come to an end this past fall, when the hospital they were associated with closed suddenly. Quinlan says the closure came as a surprise. I think we always thought that we were big enough to keep one going. Quinlan was born and raised in town and says the hospital was vital to the Mexico community. It closed shortly after changing ownership for the second time in two years. Kansas City area company Noble Health acquired the hospital in 2021. After increasing internal turmoil at the company, Noble sold the hospital to Texas-based Platinum Team Management, which shuttered the facility in September. Obviously, poor management can lead to adverse outcomes. Quinlan says toward the end, staff were working without pay to keep serving the community. Craig Brace is the CEO of the county health department. He says the department had to scramble in the wake of the closure, setting up a phone line to answer patient questions. We had a nurse dedicated to dig in to those uh, questions and find answers and make that available. One big thing the area lost with the hospital's closure was emergency care. Now the nearest option for area residents is Columbia, some 40 miles away. Dr. Quinlan says that's left his patients in a difficult situation. We you know, hear some mornings that, oh, I had chest pain at 2 a.m. and I just was waiting to see if I could see you guys. Like, no, call, call for help. You know, we don't want to take a chance on that. Quinlan says patients have also put off important appointments like cancer screenings, preferring to wait until the hospital reopens. There is no sign of that happening soon, but other providers have moved in. MU Health opened two clinics in Mexico in the summer, including an urgent care location in August. And Boone Health acquired Dr. Quinlan's clinic in October. Boone Health CEO Troy Greer says the move benefited his health system as well as the community. It was good for that local community. It allows Boone to continue to grow in those areas to serve their needs, uh, but also create a more convenient place uh, for those people to use Boone services. But Greer says stepping in to run the hospital isn't something Boone or any other institution is in a position to do. Rural hospitals face an uphill battle, driven by declining populations and lower reimbursement rates for care. Missouri has lost 10 rural hospitals in less than a decade, including another Noble Health-owned facility in Fulton. When it comes to replacing emergency services, one option that has emerged in other states is the freestanding ER. These are emergency rooms that aren't affiliated with a hospital and can often offer quicker care at a higher cost. Dr. Cedric Dark is an assistant professor of emergency medicine at the Baylor College of Medicine in Houston. I feel like you at least ought to be able to keep the ER open as in you know, the freestanding ER because people in those communities still need access to emergency care. He says the costs associated with freestanding ERs lead them to locate in urban and suburban rather than rural areas. That means communities like Mexico have to find other ways to keep their hospitals open. Both Dr. Quinlan and Health Department CEO Craig Brace say they're hopeful they've identified a potential investor who could reopen the hospital. But it's still early, and if that prospect doesn't work out, the community could lose its hospital for good. For the KBIA Health and Wealth Desk, I'm Sebastian Martinez Valdivia. It is now time for us to get into our words of the week. Teddy, what's your word this week? This week, Siggy, my word is border war. 
Ooh, I'm guessing you mean the big Missouri vs. Kansas game coming up this Saturday. That's right. Just like we talked about earlier, Missouri will host Kansas for the first time in 10 years this weekend. Okay, so how does this relate to business news? Well, if you're looking to get a ticket, you might have to pay some pretty high prices. Mizzou announced last week that tickets were sold out, and resale tickets on SeatGeek currently range in price from $175 to nearly $3,000. Wow, that's a hefty price tag. Definitely. It'll be interesting to see how packed Mizzou Arena is for the big game. That's all I've got this week. What's your word, Siggy? This week, my word is seasonal workers. Mm, Okay, what's going on there? Well, some businesses have not been hiring as many seasonal workers as usual. Interesting. And why is that? Well, employment is up, and transportation firms have retained more workers this year. So the demand for new hires is not as strong. What do the numbers look like? In the case of Walmart, the retailer only planned to hire 40,000 seasonal and full-time workers, compared to 150,000 last year. Last month, the National Retail Federation predicted retailers would only hire between four and 600,000 workers, compared to the nearly 700,000 from last year. For a closing thought, here's Steve Ewing on building his business in St. Louis. Our, our community is pretty tight-knit. It's, um, it's a big, small city, <laughs> or small, big city, however you want to put it. Um, everybody in the restaurant game eventually gets to know each other, and we do a lot of collaborating with each other. Um, So it's pretty tight-knit. Well, that is all for this week. Thank you to the M33 Project for providing music for this episode. For my co-hosts, Teddy Mayorka, editors Cole Miller, Katie Quinn, Skylar Rossi, and Michael Stacey, I'm Siggy Reese, and this has been Business Brief. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) 